This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF News. Mostly sunny today, high near 38. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 25. Thursday will be mostly sunny with a high near 35. One of Pennsylvania's leading natural gas companies is poised to drill and frack in the rural community where it was banned for a dozen years for polluting the water supply. Terra Energy Incorporated has won permission from state environmental regulators to drill 11 gas wells underneath a nine-square-mile rectangle in Dimmick Township. The tiny crossroads in northeastern Pennsylvania once found itself in the middle of a national debate over fracking. Some landowners can't wait for the Houston-based drilling giant to resume gas production. Other residents dread the industry's return. The parking crunch around the Boscov store in downtown Binghamton won't be going away anytime soon. Pike Development had been on track to complete construction of a new parking garage by the end of next summer. Work on the project, including some pile driving for the future structure, continued through mid-October when it was halted. Mayor Jared Cram said a very ambitious plan has been, had been for the site of the old parking ramp, which was demolished last year. The plan called for construction of a new garage with an apartment complex to be built above the parking structure. Graham said the overall project was put at risk when the City Board Board of Education rejected a proposed tax break that was part of a complex financing package. The mayor told WNBF News while it was not possible for the original project to move forward, the city is proceeding with plans to construct a parking garage. Graham said the city has signed a contract with the company to provide the precast concrete section for the structure. He said the garage will be designed in a way to permit a private developer to build housing above it in the future. The mayor said he expects work on the parking facility to resume sometime next spring. Utility crews are working to restore power to hundreds of thousands of customers in Maine, and some rivers continue to rise following a powerful storm that hit the northeastern U.S. At least five people were killed, many communities were saturated by rainfall, and a New Hampshire town rescued 17 people from flooding, four by helicopter. Some towns in Vermont, which had suffered major flooding from a storm in July, were seeing more flood damage when gusts reached over 60 miles per hour in some areas. Maine Governor Janet Mills declared a civil state of emergency for most of that state. Recently, law enforcement in New York has seen a rise in scam-related calls, specifically the grandparent scam, and now they're warning New Yorkers to pay close attention. In the grandparent scam, the caller claims to be a distressed relative, often a grandchild, who needs immediate financial help due to a car accident or an arrest. Seniors are particularly vulnerable to these family emergency scams, making it extremely important for everyone to be aware of the tactics used by scammers and learn how to safeguard themselves and their loved ones. The grandparent scam begins with a phone call from someone pretending to be a distressed relative. The urgency of the situation might be heightened to prompt quick action. It's important to remember that scammers are behind these calls, and once the money is sent, it's gone forever. 
People who called the phone number for BJ's Wholesale Club at the Oakdale Commons are being advised the Johnson City store is now open weeknights until 10. The only problem with that guidance is that the new store is closed and won't actually open for another month. The recorded message detailing the store hours starts with January 12th and provides information into January. The message fails to mention that the Oakdale Commons location isn't scheduled to open until January 26th of 2024. The 99,000 square foot BJ's Wholesale Club store will be located in a new building that was constructed on the east side of the retail complex. It occupies a space off Reynolds Road that had been home to the Bontown store until 2018. This will be the first time gas will be sold at what had been the Oakdale Mall. A 2021 federal raid on Rudy Giuliani's home and office was spurred by suspicions that the former New York City mayor had illegally acted as a foreign agent by seeking the removal of the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine at the request of Ukrainian officials. That's according to documents made public on Tuesday. The documents shed new light on the since-concluded investigation into Giuliani's involvement with Ukrainian figures in the run-up to the 2020 presidential election. Giuliani, a longtime ally of former President Donald Trump, was never charged with a crime as the result of the inquiry. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF. News Radio 1290 WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph. This is Binghamton Now, Wednesday, December 20th, 2023. Binghamton Now phone number is 607-772-1290. I will take your call in the order in which it's received. So if you dial quickly, you may find yourself on the air at 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, streaming at WNBF.com. And always available on the WNBF app. And top of the morning, it is midweek. The midweek edition is underway. Let's play telephone roulette. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Town of Maine, um, Airport Road, Bob. Morning. Good morning. Morning, Robert. Just give you an update on the uh, town of Maine meeting last night. It went uh, exceptionally well. I um, presented the board with uh, almost 200 residents' signatures along the airport corridor for from uh, Choconut Center up to the airport inn, um, and most of East Main Road and Cot Road, and. Got the town of Maine board members, although it was not a vote on this project. Um, got them to state publicly that they will not change any zoning for this project. Um, later today, I intend to make my speech at the IDA public meeting at noontime and uh, also present them with the petitions and 
tonight at the town union, seven o'clock. Any residents in the town union or town of Maine who are affected by this project, um, show up and state your speech. Um, Looking good, Bob. The town of Maine's not going to go for it. So, all right. Well, uh, that's uh, that's a very interesting development. So, I encourage you to uh, keep us posted. If you can uh, file a report, a live update tomorrow morning, that would be helpful. Cool. No problem. I hope to see uh, John from Binghamton uh, at the IDA meeting today. All right. But, um, hope you have a great show today. It's going to be a great show. Thank you so much. 913 at News Radio WNBF. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Vic from the Forks, and I'm calling about your news break. Good morning. Welcome to WNBF Live Radio. What's on your mind? My favorite radio station. Are you there, Bob? Yes. Your uh, newscaster said that the BJ's uh, first one to sell gas at the Oakdale uh, compound there. I believe Montgomery Ward's had a gas station in the lower right-hand corner of this, uh, on the front of the mall. I just uh, wanted to put that out there because I believe he's wrong. Well, he's not wrong. If that's true, I'm wrong because I wrote the story. So oh, okay. well, what I will say, what I will say, and I... Uh, I'll look into that. You're not the only person who's mentioned that, but I haven't been able to independently verify. But now that two separate people have have said that uh, Montgomery Ward did eventually sell gasoline at the Oakdale Mall, I uh, have no reason to doubt it. What the accurate part, let me uh, just punch up the story here, because uh, I think the basic assertion of the story was accurate. As far as initially, because 50 years ago, before Montgomery Ward opened at the new Oakdale Mall, um, they did seek permission from the village to open a service station. And both the uh, village planning board and also Broome County planning officials recommended against it. As I wrote, the Johnson City Planning Board balked at the request because the facility would have been located too close to the Oakdale Elementary School. The school was closed a few years later and probably probably since the school closed, I'm thinking in 1975 probably at that point the Johnson City Planning Board and the Village Board ultimately allowed Montgomery Ward to sell gas there, but I I personally don't recall it, but uh, I, I'm I'm not 100% sure, but I do believe I bought gas there. Yeah, I mean, I don't doubt it. I, I think what I'm going to do is just make a minor adjustment to the story and say initially that when Montgomery Ward wanted permission, when the mall was new, they weren't granted permission. Ultimately, uh, the company decided to withdraw their application at the time because that was in the middle of the gas shortage. The nation was running uh, low on gas, and I think it was just before we started having an odd-even system for a while because gasoline was in short supply. And so the people at Montgomery Ward told Johnson City officials anyway, if they had approved the original request for a gas station, they weren't likely to open it up anytime soon because there really wasn't a, a lot of gas to go around so i i think 
do think probably after a couple of years when uh, supplies improved and that Oakdale Elementary School closed down, they, they probably did open up a little station. One thing real quick, too, Bob, I'd like to congratulate the people in the nine-square-mile area of Dimmick who uh, finally got access to their property rights uh, with Canara Gas, and uh, uh, it never should have been closed down because there has never been a gas well fracked up there. And I knew that eventually this would happen because, as we've said, whether it pertains to Pennsylvania or New York or anywhere else, money talks, no one walks. Uh, well, the money we all walk. <laughs> no, I mean, everybody wins. Everybody who's a property owner makes out well. So if you're fortunate enough to be a property owner, congratulations. It's going to be a windfall. Good for you. Everybody consumes gas or propane. Also. Yeah, but, you know, some people don't. So, yes, I mean, the, the property owners will will be the big winners, of course. So congratulations to property owners in Dimmick who now um, can cash in. Well, there are a few that are going to be unhappy because they don't have property. And- yeah, well, no, hey, I'm unhappy. I don't have any property in Dimmick, so I'm not getting any money. Oh, but you get cheaper gas in the long run. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. The, the amount of money or rather the amount of gas that'll be coming from Dimmick Township is not likely to have any effect on how much I pay for natural gas. Well, if I remember right, they put in the natural gas uh, gas pumps up there, which cost about $8 back then to fill your uh, natural gas vehicle up with. Well, I don't drive a natural gas vehicle. So, again, um, I understand your enthusiasm for this, and I'm not surprised. And, you know, for all the people who... We'll be making money off the uh, off the future fracking in Susquehanna County. Hey, send me money. If you have extra money, send it to me, Bob Joseph, here at the station. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks, Vic. Always a pleasure. Hope you have a great day. Merry Christmas, if I don't hear from you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> send me money here at the station. <laughs> of course, I'm kidding. That wouldn't be right. It's 918. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Ron. I just want to remind you, Bob, do you remember when Soupy Stales got in a lot of trouble when he told the kids to go in their mother and father's coats and, and, and wallets and to send him in the pictures of George Washington that were on these bills? Do you remember that? Soupy Stales mm. got thrown off the air. You know. It's... It's, hey. it's sort of a vague memory, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. And the next thing they're going to say is Soupy Joseph. I love it. Hey, Soupy Joseph. Um, I was calling uh, with a, uh, to recommend some bumper music sometime today. And uh, you are you familiar with uh, John Denver's uh, Rocky Mountain High? I'm afraid I am. Yeah. Well, I, I recommend that. Uh, and uh, my congratulations to the state of uh, Colorado for keeping, uh, hopefully keeping uh, the former guy, as you put it, off the ballot. Now, if that can just be done in Georgia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, you know, let's go, guys. Let's uh, let's get the Supreme Courts uh, cooking in those states and uh, uh, see uh, if we can do the same. 
What I would say is anybody who is celebrating what happened in Colorado on Tuesday is uh, is probably celebrating too soon because I don't see any way that the Supreme Court of the United States is going to uphold this. Look well, look at well, look at the justices. I mean, I believe three of them were appointed by the former guy. Three others including a guy who likes beer. Oh, no, he was appointed by the former guy. Um, I just don't see the Supremes, even if individually and off the record you ask them what they think, I don't, I don't see that they're going to uphold this provision in the Constitution as it pertains to the former guy. They could. Uh, you know, I don't have the magic seven ball, but I would say... If you're celebrating this morning and thinking this is how you keep the former guy from getting the keys again to the White House, you know, well, you know, we've we've seen things like this before. He's he's a cat with 99 lives. He 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 takes a licking and keeps on impressing his his followers. So all I can say is stay tuned. Well, Bob, you're probably you're likely correct that if it goes to the Supreme Court, it won't hold. You're likely correct. Uh, but uh, keep in mind, although Trump uh, uh, put uh, his people on the Supreme Court, keep in mind also that when he went to the courts uh, for uh, the um, the election, I did keeping keeping uh, the electors from from um, sending in their electoral votes, when he went to the court uh, courts, um, he uh, he was uh, rebuked by people who he placed in office. So I don't know that, that the Supreme Court will act based upon uh, personalities I, and and uh, allegiance to Donald Trump. Uh, hopefully, they'll make a decision based on the constitution and, and if, if Colorado's uh, const, uh, if, the, if Colorado's action does not hold, well, that's fine. I just think uh, there's a symbolic aspect to it. Oh, I agree. I, I'm not minimizing the decision. It's a powerful, powerful decision. And, and certainly the history books will reflect what the um, Colorado court did on uh, Tuesday. Here's here's the story, and I'm looking at the New York Times, normally a paper that knows how to properly place a story on its front page, and uh, mysteriously today, although the story makes the front page, it's below the fold, and it's given only a one-column headline. I, one-column treatment, I think, I think whoever was uh, on duty Probably the regular page one editor at the Times is on a holiday break for a few weeks because this should have been, in my estimation, the top story in at least a two or three column headline, if, if not bigger, on the right side of the page and, and blaring it out. But it says Colorado court deems Trump unfit for ballot. The story by Maggie Astor, Colorado's top court ruled on Tuesday that former President Donald J. Trump is disqualified from holding office again because he engaged in insurrection with his actions leading up to the January 6th storming of the Capitol. 
an explosive ruling that is likely to put the basic contours of the 2024 election in the hands of the U.S. Supreme Court. So just based on that lead, one would think the story demands more prominent treatment. That's it, for whatever reason. Maybe, you know what I think is they did some research at the Times and they figured, according to our research, most of our readers are sick and tired of seeing stories about the former guys. So we'll put it b- below the fold and do other stories. In fact, the top story about Trump is on the left side. And believe it or not, it's about a poll. This shows you the New York Times has been t- overtaken by pollsters instead of covering and giving appropriate treatment to the Colorado court ruling. They put that below the fold, but they put poll results above the fold with a two-column headline that says, many voters see criminality but support Trump anyway. Indictments no obstacle among GOP. Poll shows. So the New York Times apparently has been taken over by AI, and their AI decided Just like, say, the front page of today's press. There's an AI story, Broome County home prices rise. So every, about every month, we get another front page story in the press that isn't written by anyone. They just plug in the latest numbers from some website, realtor.com, and we get the same ridiculous story that has the same excitement level as the, the one a month ago and the one a month ago before that. It's no wonder people are falling asleep when they read the front page of Gannett Papers. Anyway, getting back to the Times, um, for some reason they didn't want to give a more prominent treatment to the, uh, the court ruling. But it is, it is important, and if Donald Trump calls in, I'll be sure to ask him about it. Well, Bob, uh, the Colorado court, uh, said that uh, Trump was unfit. I think they should apply uh, what uh, has come to be known as the Jeanine Pirro rule, and that is unsafe at any speed. <laughs> oh. Bob, one, one last thing. If yeah. I may. Oh, sure, I, I you may. To you that, um, I mentioned to you that I'm reading Liz Cheney's book, uh, and she documents what took place between the election uh, in 2020, November of 2020, and uh, January 6th, and does that very well. You'd be interested, I think, to know that one of the uh, prominent figures, at least in the first part of the book that comes out, and this is when the insurrection was taking place and, and people were, in fact, in danger uh, in, in um, the, the House chamber, uh, she remarks and, and notes that one of her colleagues from the other side of the aisle uh, really displayed um, some uh, bravery and um, some uh, astute judgment, if you will, and that is Hakeem Jeffries. Hakeem Jeffries. Now, there's a if I go on vacation, I'm going to see if Hakeem Jeffries can fill in for me. He would be Beloved by the listening audience. Thank you, Ron, for your call. Listening to Binghamton Now Live on a Wednesday morning, I'm Bob Joseph. We're providing you with the rare opportunity to speak to the world when you call 607-772-1290.
From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. We're still saving the Southern Tier money at Galt Toyota. To the Colorado Supreme Court. Rocky Mountain High. Leading the way. Saving America from the chief insurrectionist. At 9.30 in Binghamton. 7.30 in Golden, Colorado. Bob and Vestal, you're on. man has not been charged with insurrection. He has not been convicted of anything. Don't you feel guilty about cutting down a human being like that for eight years every day? I hope God judges you, man. You're really something. I I just turn my radio. I don't listen to you anymore because you make me sick. But I was coming from Castle Gardens, went down, checked the river out, and I heard that guy from Binghamton, you talk about a Kool-Aid drinker. This is not constitutional what these people are doing. And it's not because Trump appointed the judges of the Supreme Court. They're going to... I wouldn't doubt it's nine to nothing. These people have half a brain. They'll go with a... Oh, my God. I just... What is wrong with you people? What, what's well, happened? I mean, the bottom line is the guy was encouraging no, people. No, he wasn't. He said peacefully go protest. How about your buddies that burnt down cities? I don't hear a word about that. People got to snap out of it and start calling here and do what I do. You are not right in the brain, pal. The way you go on, how come you're not fair and balanced like you say you are? I am. I'm the most fair. No, you aren't. Every damn story is the same thing. Republicans, how about those people having sex in the friggin', did you talk about that, your Democrat pals? I'm tired of that. I'd love to be able to listen to this station. My mother used to listen to it. She loved guys like... uh, I don't know who was on like 30 years ago, 40 years ago, and I used to listen to it with her. And now it's just a bunch of, just like the New York Times. Come on, people are sick of this. Would you talk about something those Democrat scumbags do? Are you that blind? No. Yes, you are. How come you never bring up the corruption that Biden guy is the corruptest thing that's ever come down the pike. I never hear a word about that. Well, if he encourages his supporters... Oh, shut up. You, you know better than this. I, you act like you're smart. If you're smart, you certainly don't believe the crap. You're, you are leading these people of Binghamton down a bad path. With your li- you're talking about a liar I heard the other day. 
some lie. You lie every day, telling these people Joe Biden's a great president. He's one Come of the on. he's the, one of the greatest. The I, border's wide open. I say getting... Joe Biden is one of Americans' top forty presidents. That's what I say. Yeah, right. Um, are you are you going to be on the air another year? God, I hope not. By the way. I am proud to announce, I wasn't going to mention it till Friday, I'm proud to announce I'll be on the air for another year. They are oh, so pleased God. with the work I'm doing here oh, at WNBF in Binghamton now that you will have the pleasure to hear oh, me for no. another year. No, that whiny little voice of yours, geez, you make me sick. I tried to like you, but I just can't. Until you... I don't know. I I think you're biased. You should be kicked off the air by the FCC. This isn't right. And I heard you swear at a couple callers one time, too, about six months ago. So maybe I'll go on a rampage here and see if I can get a hold of the FCC. And Give them a call. call. Call the Federal Communications <laughs> Commission. I might. Something's got to be done because this is not right. People want to listen to this station and not hear about Donald Trump is bad every single day. Every story, it goes back to him. No matter what anybody's... And Judge Jeanine, come on, you never sped. What an idiot. I just... Oh God. All right, I hope other people get snap out and call in here. And All right, you. happy Kwanzaa. It's 9.35 at WNBF. Gary from the West Side, good morning. Radio Gold. It's just radio gold. The FCC only wishes they had a talk show like this in Washington, D.C. If the FCC ever contacts me, it's going to be because they don't want me wasting my talent in Binghamton. They want to bring me and have a program that will go nationwide called USA Now. <laughs> Bob from Bestel, I don't think, you know, if you try to get the FCC to do anything, I mean, it's I think they're in control of robocalls. They can't even control that. You know, they're definitely not going to get Bob off the But Hey, but this, I'm not saying every FCC commissioner loves me. I'm saying the majority of them love me, and they love the work I do. Of course, there's going to be an occasional commissioner who says, I don't like your attitude about the former guy. That's to be expected. You know, I, I respect that. I respect people who have differing views. I don't yell at them. I show respect. I care about each individual viewer. It's going to be a crazy year coming up to the election. But, you know, Bob, so this is Christmas week. And this station is a political station. So if Jesus was alive today, would people like Republicans and Democrats, what would they consider Jesus to be, a Republican or a Democrat? Well, I, I thought about that, and I thought, well, most people would say he'd be a liberal Democrat because he wants to help people. He wants to feed people. He wants to take care of the down and trodden. So most people might classify him as a liberal Democrat. But then you got the argument that, well, wait a minute, even though like abortion wasn't around in Jesus's day, I'm pretty sure Jesus would not be for abortion. Therefore, he would be a Republican. But I think 
the point here is is that not everybody's always right. Republicans aren't always right. Democrats aren't always right. There are some good things from each part. The Republicans, there are some good things from Democrats. You know, that's just the way it is. And once we get back to seeing that, I think we'd be better off as a country. You know, we can't, you can't force everything. You can't force the Republican agenda down everybody's throats. You can't force the Democratic agenda down everybody's throat. It's got to be give and take. You know, and that, I don't know, that's the way things were. I, I think that's where you'd have better America. That's just my opinion. Most people don't agree with it, but that's just my opinion. I appreciate it. I hope you have a great day. Okay, thank you. It's 9.38 at News Radio WNBF. This is Bob Joseph. Our number is 607-772-1290. Binghamton Now, for your Wednesday morning, 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, WNBF.com. Sunny skies today across the fruited plains. Mostly sunny, high 38. Cloudy tonight, low 25. Mostly sunny tomorrow, high 35. And then sunny on Friday, high 36. Right now, it's 24. I was lying on the grass a Sunday morning of last week. Northern California, Scotty, you're on. Hey, Feliz Navidad, Roberto. Thank you, and happy holidays to those who celebrate. There you go. Hey, uh, you know, uh, one of your sensitive callers just called about five, ten minutes ago, and I was watching an old Seinfeld episode on TV, and uh, they may want to try the George Costanza method of serenity now, Bobby, serenity now. Instead of getting all riled up and yelling and screaming and getting their blood pressure going through the roof, serenity now. I agree. I agree. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Right? I'm, I'm watching the Warriors game last night from the tape from last night and the Warriors game, having a cup of coffee, waiting for the rain. Serenity now, Bobby. Serenity now. I love it. And uh, congratulations to the Colorado Supreme Court. One down, 49 to go. You know, but you know, another thing, too, Bobby, one of your uh, sensitive viewers, uh, they call up and they uh, refer to Democrats as Marxist, fascist, fascist, uh, you know, communists and this and that. You know, what's wrong with being a Marxist? I like Groucho, Chico and Harpo. I don't understand that whole negativity towards the Marx brothers. I was going to say, let's all have a sense of humor. Come on, man. Appreciate the uh, call from Northern California. WNBF serving all of the USA today. Including Binghamton. James, you're on the air. Yeah, hey, Bob. How you doing? Good morning. <laughs> much, much better. Uh, the Rona had me smacked down last week a bit, but uh, we're, we're up and at it. So, uh, hey, just question. I, I wasn't actually going to call it today. I wanted to, wanted to hear what would happen when somebody took the cork off of uh, this topic this morning. Uh, you made it a whole, like, 20 minutes or so, I think. Um uh, but, uh, okay, so is it Dave and Vestal? Dave and Vestal? 
Who was just on shortly ago? I don't recall. We've we've been yeah, having so, so much fun here uh, on the radio. You, the FCC you, is actually I, just, up, about to award me with uh, a special mm. uh, service award for uh, best broadcast in the USA. So I uh, have to figure of, out. Uh, yeah. It's a basket of laurels. <laughs> it's deplorable. You get a basket of laurels. Hey, but no, but he's a he's doing this whole you you he's you peopling, which you know is always a loaded statement. Um, but uh, is is Dave from Vestal aware that that the plaintiffs in the lawsuit that made its way to the Colorado Supreme Court were Republicans? Um, and is he further aware that in this decision, uh, it's a long decision. Granted, I haven't read it. I you know I've been reading like the the excerpts that that are out there. But like uh, they, they've cited Justice Gorsuch himself in this decision, and and the Constitution is pretty clear. And this Supreme Court has been pretty clear that elections are under the purview of the states. Now, this will obviously go to the Supreme Court because this state Supreme Court is making a ruling based on uh, a federal federal constitutional amendment. So they're going to have to at least either, you know, at the very least say like, well, we're not going to take it. But they're going to have to respond to it one way or another. Uh, I don't know which way it would will go. Um but in concert with the question they're going to settle shortly, which is, is a president above the law, which I don't think they will either because that opens another can of worms. Uh, it, it'll be interesting. But, uh, you know, uh, when everybody wants to go around, you people should be mindful that uh, that Republicans were the plaintiffs in this case. Yeah, and, I was when and, I was and, uh, when of, I read that, that was cited, yeah, 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 James, when I read that, I was stunned. Uh, stunned that that Republicans are plaintiffs in the case? No, just stunned that it hasn't received more coverage. That it wasn't the Democrats who brought the case. <laughs> oh well, no, but that but that mm. doesn't that doesn't make it that doesn't get that doesn't make it juicy rhetoric. No, I mean, no, you know. I'm I'm just saying I I would have thought a John Hannity and uh, Ron Bongino would have I mean uh, Sean Hannity and Dan Bongino and uh, Mark Levin I would have thought they uh, they would have made more reference that it was those people no they could have said james they could have said those people those republicans and then they would have said oh i mean people like us yeah uh it, 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 i wonder what quote-unquote constitutional scholar mark levin will have to say and like everybody they'll say that to me like, you know he's a constitutional expert like okay but like what if the best race car driver in the world, it doesn't matter if they decide to use that car to like drunkenly run into buildings with it. You know what I mean? So like, what does what does it even matter? What he knows? <laughs> That's an uh, interesting it, analogy. You know, I was mean, picturing like, you know, Mark people, Levin driving driving around at 119 miles an hour with his yeah, I mean, uh, judge evil, buddy evil from Westchester. Evil can evil know, know knew how to. It was probably a motorcycle expert. I don't doesn't mean he was doing the most prudent things with it. <laughs> exactly. Good point. Good yeah, point. I mean, like, yeah, all right. Anyway, but no, it, it's interesting what will happen. Uh, I'm not going to prognosticate, but uh, given their track record, well, no, that wouldn't be prognosticating. So I'll wait for another day for that. But um, it, yeah, all yeah, right. They, they use the, they use a lot of what some would say originalist precedent <laughs> to make this ruling. So it should be interesting to see what happens. It's going to be very interesting. Thank you, James. Appreciate everybody's participation because this show is about you. It's not about me. It's not about me. 
It's about you, the home viewer. You. When you call 607-772-1290, it's about you. Your opinion. Coming up next on WNBF. WNBF Live. This is Bingham to Now. I'm Bob Joseph. Else in Owego. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, folks. I have a sad situation to say. I don't know what to be done. Um, We have a national cemetery, correct? uh, And we also have the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. We have a Confederate years ago where they made a statue on our national cemetery. It is going to be taken down. Where is this cemetery? Our national cemetery in Washington. This is important. It came across Fox News. And I'm bringing this up because I find it extremely sad. That's like somebody would take our... <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm upset. I wanted a call yesterday on it. Fox had announced it, that our illustrious leader is going to have this statue taken down, and at the base of it is the um, Confederacy where they fought in a war years ago on our history, and that's all going to be taken down. That's like taken where we have our, think of it, on the tomb of the unknown soldier being taken down. We'd have a riot on our hands. This is the Confederate Memorial at the Arlington National Cemetery in Virginia. This is a beautiful statue. It's starting to be taken down. Well, they stopped. Hours after workers started removing the memorial, a federal judge issued an order temporarily halting the effort to dismantle one of the most prominent monuments in the U.S. to the Confederacy on public land. That's according to the New York Times, so they have stopped. Thank God they're stopping it because it would be a national disgrace because back then, those people, they had a belief, they fought gave their heart and their souls and their loved ones. I'm glad the judge is stopping it because it is a beautiful statue and it is our national cemetery. I'm happy because I didn't get that part. I don't get the New York Times. I don't buy that paper. And um, I have found it very disheartening when I heard about it. It almost didn't make my Christmas, but thank you for saying that. Uh, All right. Well, the Defense Department had mandated that the Confederate Memorial at the cemetery be removed by January 1st. So that's why it's going on. Uh, According to the cemetery spokeswoman, uh, if they did continue removing it, they would put it in storage until the fate would be determined. So it could uh, be erected elsewhere. Yes, but the thing of it is at the base of it and around it, I heard that the remains of the military people at that time, that would be disturbing their race resting place. And I think our country is big enough and say, leave it alone. That's like somebody would take you, God forbid, or anybody else here and move you around like you're a piece of you-know-what. 
and I think that would be a national disgrace. Because well, some people, some country. people find this this memorial to be offensive, using some of the uh, imagery that was perhaps commonplace back in the day, but much of the imagery and what is written on the memorial at the base of the memorial, much of it is is viewed as offensive by some people. But that is now that having an offensive. Some people should look themselves in the mirror and say, what did I make everybody else miserable for? I should mind my own business and put my head in the sand. That's part of our history. You can't wipe out our history. People will tell their children about it, just like what's going on now. There's people that send their children to school, and they come home, and they say, what have you learned today? Oh, I learned this. This is the truth, not what they're teaching you in school. But they're brainwashing children. And people are so gullible, they better wake up. That's all I have to say. All right, but just so you know, hundreds of Confederate memorials have been renamed or removed over the last three years. They just removed one in Albany just a few months ago. That's because they have their head in the sand. What I'm going to say to you folks is, I wish you good health, happiness, and freedom. Take care. Thank you. Appreciate your call. So, yes, they, uh, at least for now, have halted the removal. That was uh, an order by a federal judge halting the removal of the Confederate Memorial at Arlington National Cemetery. So we'll keep an eye on what happens next. Live and local, we're here for you Monday through Friday from 9 to noon. This is Binghamton Now. I'm Bob Joseph on News Radio, WNBF and WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF News. Mostly sunny today, high near 38. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 25. Thursday will be mostly sunny with a high near 35. One of Pennsylvania's leading natural gas companies is poised to drill and frack in the rural community where it was banned for a dozen years for polluting the water supply. Cotera Energy Incorporated has won permission from state environmental regulators to drill 11 gas wells underneath a nine-square-mile rectangle in Dimmick Township. The tiny crossroads in northeastern Pennsylvania once found itself in the middle of a national debate over fracking. Some landowners can't wait for the Houston-based drilling giant to resume gas production. Other residents dread the industry's return. The parking crunch around the Boscov store in downtown Binghamton won't be going away anytime soon. Pike Development had been on track to complete construction of a new parking garage by the end of next summer. Work on the project, including some pile driving for the future structure, continued through mid-October when it was halted. Mayor Jared Cram said a very ambitious plan has been, had been for the site of the old parking ramp, which was demolished last year. The plan called for construction of a new garage with an apartment complex to be built above the parking structure. 
Graham said the overall project was put at risk when the city board, educa- board of education rejected a proposed tax break that was part of a complex financing package. The mayor told WNBF News while it was not possible for the original project to move forward, the city is proceeding with plans to construct a parking garage. Graham said the city has signed a contract with the company to provide the precast concrete section for the structure. He said the garage will be designed in a way to permit a private developer to build housing above it in the future. The mayor said he expects work on the parking facility to resume sometime next spring. Utility crews are working to restore power to hundreds of thousands of customers in Maine. And some rivers continue to rise following a powerful storm that hit the northeastern U.S. At least five people were killed. Many communities were saturated by rainfall. And a New Hampshire town rescued 17 people from flooding, four by helicopter. Some towns in Vermont, which had suffered major flooding from a storm in July, were seeing more flood damage when gusts reached over 60 miles per hour in some areas. Maine Governor Janet Mills declared a civil state of emergency for most of that state. Recently, law enforcement in New York has seen a rise in scam-related calls, specifically the grandparent scam, and now they're warning New Yorkers to pay close attention. In the grandparent scam, the caller claims to be a distressed relative, often a grandchild, who needs immediate financial help due to a car accident or an arrest. Seniors are particularly vulnerable to these family emergency scams, making it extremely important for everyone to be aware of the tactics used by scammers and learn how to safeguard themselves and their loved ones. The grandparent scam begins with a phone call from someone pretending to be a distressed relative. The urgency of the situation might be heightened to prompt quick action. It's important to remember that scammers are behind these calls, and once the money is sent, it's gone forever. People who called the phone number for BJ's Wholesale Club at the Oakdale Commons are being advised the Johnson City store is now open weeknights until 10. The only problem with that guidance is that the new store is closed and won't actually open for another month. The recorded message detailing the store hours starts with January 12th and provides information into January. The message fails to mention that the Oakdale Commons location isn't scheduled to open until January 26th of 2024. The 99,000-square-foot BJ's Wholesale Club store will be located in a new building that was constructed on the east side of the retail complex. It occupies a space off Reynolds Road that had been home to the Bonton store until 2018. This will be the first time gas will be sold at what had been the Oakdale Mall. A 2021 federal raid on Rudy Giuliani's home and office was spurred by suspicions that the former New York City mayor had illegally acted as a foreign agent by seeking the removal of the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine at the request of Ukrainian officials. That's according to documents made public on Tuesday. The documents shed new light on the since-concluded investigation into Giuliani's involvement with Ukrainian figures in the run-up to the 2020 presidential election. Giuliani, a longtime ally of former President Donald Trump, was never charged with a crime as the result of the inquiry. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF.
Bob Joseph. You're listening to Binghamton Now on a Wednesday morning. Another hour ahead with more of your phone calls. Taking your calls about almost anything under the sun. So if you have some thoughts, be prepared. I'll let you know when to call and we can talk right here on News Radio, WNBF and Binghamton Now. We welcome back to the program Robert Fisher, president of Tioga State Bank. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. How, how are you doing? I'm well. And how are things with Tioga State Bank these days? Uh, things are going good. We're, we're excited to uh, have broken ground on our, uh, our newest facility in Broome County over by uh, Wegmans on Harry L Drive. And that happened, I think, just in the last couple of weeks. And we reported a story on the project uh, just a few days ago. I know, I think the last time we spoke live on the program, we did touch on the proposed project and spent a while. Um, And now it's moving forward. And there's a lot of activity going on in that specific area in Johnson City near the Oakdale Commons. Yeah, you know, we. I think the last time we talked was probably... uh sometime pre-COVID, and we kind of, when the world kind of uh, changed overnight with COVID, we put the project on hold just knowing we we didn't know what the world was going to look like after COVID and what was going to happen. And so we, we paused the program and we're really happy to, to have the project, uh, you know, started again and excited for everything that's happening at Oakdale Commons and just think it's a, a great location and look forward to the opportunities that will present itself as we go forward. Yeah, it's hard to believe. It's been a little over four years since we last spoke on the program. And who knew in November 2019 what we would be dealing with just a few months later? Nobody, nobody no, could have foreseen what, what was going to happen in 2020. Correct. So tell us uh, a little bit about this specific project for people uh, not familiar with the site. Many years ago, um, it was in the area where the Oakdale Elementary School at one time had been located. This is uh, property at the corner of Harry L. Drive and Oakdale Road, just to the west of Wegmans. And so many people may be familiar with that parcel, actually, it's uh, more than one parcel uh, that'll be used for this this project. Describe the type of bank office that is uh, being built at that site in Johnson City. So it's, I mean, it'll be a, a traditional bank branch office. Um, it's going to be just shy of three thousand square feet, about twenty nine hundred square feet. Um, it will be our fifth office in Broome County. Uh, we opened our first office back in uh, two thousand and three in Vestal. Um, <clears throat> it's, it, you know, it'll have your traditional banking services. Although the the facility itself will be kind of a more modern looking building than we've uh, typically we've built more traditional looking bank branches. This one will have a lot of glass. Um, so, but it, it'll offer all the services that we currently offer through all of our other, our bank banking facilities. When do you expect it to open? We're, we're really hoping to be in, um, sometime in the third quarter next year. So early, early fall of 2024, um, we were excited that uh, our contractor, Frank Jones, was able to get things uh, going for us this fall and break ground, and he's hoping to get the foundation in before we get too much snow this winter. So, 
Well, they already, just in the first couple of weeks, seem to have accomplished quite a bit. And I know yep. uh, for contractors, if, if they have a window with the weather, and, and fortunately um, for the first part of December, it's been uh, generally snow-free and uh, not too difficult to do work, they, uh, they view every, every day or every week that they can get some things done as, uh, as, as a big win. Yep, definitely. One of the other spots that uh, we've been keeping an eye on for uh, a prospective new branch office in Broome County is on Binghamton's south side. Tioga State Bank acquired uh, a property that once was a Hess gas station. Of course, Hess uh, sold all of its gas stations and convenience stores. Uh, most around uh, the Northeast became Speedway locations, but a few uh, closed, and, and so Tioga State Bank found an opportunity for that site at Vestal Avenue and Pennsylvania Avenue on the south side. Um, is there still a potential project that uh, Tioga State Bank might uh, develop at that site that you acquired uh, not that well a few years ago actually yeah a few years ago we we are still looking at that site as a potential location to move our our Conklin Avenue office over to that site um, we're looking you know looking at different plans and thinking that that might be a project that we would get started later uh, later in 2024 to hope it hopefully have that office finished maybe in 2025. All right, so that you would retain that south side presence for people using the the nearby location on Conklin Avenue, which is uh, just a short distance to the east. Correct. As the, as the crow flies, I think it's less than a mile, so. Right. Tell our listeners a little bit about the history of Tioga State Bank. The um, Tioga State Bank had its roots more than a century ago it's been part of the southern tier for a long time yeah we um so the, so the bank uh, this next year we will celebrate our 160th anniversary uh the bank was started back in spencer new york back in uh 1884 we bought another bank that had their roots they started in 1864 so that's how we get to 160 years um but my family's been part of the bank and Spencer. I'm the fifth generation of my family that's been a owner operator of the bank and uh, just you know we provide very personalized service uh, in an unpersonalized world today. We continue to foster those personal relationships with our customers and clients. Um, and you mentioned several offices in Broome County and, of course, the presence in Tioga County. Tell us about the overall footprint of Tioga State Bank. You, you have uh, generally a pretty, pretty um, confined area, not too far from, from your main offices, your corporate uh, offices in Spencer. Correct. We so we we operate in four different counties. We operate in Tioga, Tompkins, Chemung, and Broome counties. Uh, we currently have uh, eleven uh, retail offices. We have a a loan production office in Ithaca that basically just does lending. We don't really have deposit services there. Um, you know, we our goal is continue to to look for growth opportunities in the area, but we we stay you know, pretty close to home and uh, Binghamton's been very good to us and we appreciate all that, you know, his 
happened in Broome County over the last 20 years with with being in Broome County and um, appreciate the business and the opportunities and it's a great community. We love being a local community bank. I always kind of share our story. We're, we're somewhat similar to uh, the movie It's a Wonderful Life and uh, kind of appropriate for the time of year to, to cite the movie. I think maybe some people are watching that this time of the year and uh, we are the, uh, the small little bank that knows our customers and does does what's right for the bank does what's right for the customers and tries to do what's right for the community as well. So, What makes Tioga State Bank different from some other institutions, including some fairly prominent names in, in the banking industry that have been busy actually closing their offices? We've seen uh, more and more uh, local offices in Broome and Tioga counties shut down. It's reflective of a national trend. Some of those offices are shut down or in some cases relocated and downsized. What makes Tioga State Bank different? We're looking ahead to 2024 and 2025. There are plans for additional locations. Well, I, I, I think as a, as a local community bank, as a small, small community bank, um, we we have a different investment horizon. We're not looking at quarterly earnings. We're we're looking at a long term investment in the community and trying to you know be a partner and have a relationship with customers. Um, I'm not sure some of the other financial institutions have that same view of how they operate in business. You know, we're, we're a small business ourselves, so we understand small businesses and how they operate. One of the things that is a tradition for Tioga State Bank is the calendar that's put out every year around this time. And I know um, I personally have looked forward to um, usually around November or December when the uh, the next calendar comes out because it features so many uh, black and white photos that celebrate and illustrate some of the history of the area that the bank serves. Yeah, every every year, I think we've been doing it since probably the early 1980s or maybe even longer than that but we've put out kind of a historical calendar my my aunt used to be a uh, a collector of postcards from the area and so she uh, she used to organize it um but since since she's she is unfortunately she's passed away but she uh, she left the tradition and we've continued to produce it and work with some of the uh local historical societies around the area to, to find some historical pictures. And we always enjoy putting that together and sharing that with the community. How long have you been president of Tioga State Bank? I think I've been president since maybe 2003, 2004, maybe. Um, shortly, it's right, right when we were kind of going into Broome County, so about 20 years. So a couple of decades. How much longer do you expect to remain in that leadership position um i expect to to stay here <clears throat> i'm i've lived here my entire life in broom in tioga county and um i i probably have another 10 to 12 years left uh, for my career but um i continue to look for ways to to serve the community and uh, love what i do and love coming to work so i don't really have a, a hard set fast date of when i'm going to retire but sometime i hope to retire Looking ahead, say the next year or two, short-term uh, future, the the challenges and potential changes that Tioga State Bank may 
be facing. What what do you foresee as perhaps the biggest challenges for the next twelve to twenty four months? Um, I think there's you know obviously the the economic pressures we're, we're not in a growing market. So if we want to grow the bank business, we have to basically take it from someone else. So that's always challenging. Um, I think the interest rate environment is is very challenging for us as a community bank. Uh, the, the interest rate yield curve is inverted, so short-term rates are higher than longer-term rates. Uh, the Fed has indicated that they will probably start dropping rates this next year, but I mean, those, those are some of the challenges that we face. And the reality is, when it comes to the economy, as is the case with about everything else, it's difficult to predict the future. Whether it's um, a bank or any other entity, you have to be prepared to make adjustments as uh, changes occur. And I think as, as, a, as a small business, as a community bank, you know, we, we are able to be agile and nimble and, and make those changes and adjustments, you know, pretty quickly. Tioga State Bank President Bob Fisher, thanks for joining us today on WNBF. I wish you and uh, all of the people associated with Tioga State Bank the best during the holiday season and for the year to come. Well, happy holidays to you and the listeners out there, and I appreciate the time to uh, talk this morning with you. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Take care. Thanks, Bob. It's 1023, live and local. Listening to Binghamton Now, I'm Bob Joseph. 607-772-1290. If you would like to call the program and talk on the air. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. We sell the ultimate driving machine at Galt BMW. Joseph, an update now from the update desk. A federal judge has cleared the way for the removal of a Confederate memorial from Arlington National Cemetery. This according to a dispatch by Amy Ortiz at the New York Times website. 
The uh, move by the federal judge came after a temporary restraining order had halted the plan to move one of the most prominent monuments to the Confederacy from the nation's most famous burial ground. That memorial has been criticized for its sanitized depiction of slavery and its removal as part of a military-wide effort to take down Confederate symbols from bases, ships, and other facilities. Dozens of Republican lawmakers have opposed removing the memorial. In his ruling, Judge Rossi David Alston found that a group called Defend Arlington had failed to show that it is in the public interest for the monument to stay and that its claims that nearby graves were at risk of damage were misinformed or misleading. So there you go. Apparently the uh, removal process is resuming. WNBF, good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Good morning there, Bob. It's Dave from Vestal. Hello. Good morning. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Yeah, thank you. Hey, um, so they are going to take that down. Huh? You know, <laughs> the the country sickness just continues, Bob, never stops. Um, you know, I was listening to that lady earlier. I forget her name, but that doesn't really matter. But, you know, when she brought up uh, school, the kids in school, indoctrination, you know, I got to thinking. I have an idea, Bob. Why don't we start, let these teachers hear right straight from the horse's mouth, right in the classroom. Why aren't these parents, instead of going to school boards and complaining about teachers and whatever else they do to complain about what they're teaching their kids, why aren't they having their kids go right in the classroom and say, Look, Mrs. Whatever, we're not interested in your personal politics. We don't care how you feel about social justice. We don't care about your racial div uh, divisiveness. We don't want to hear about that. Just open the books and teach us or there's the door. Why don't the students, it's time for them to open their mouths. Go right in the classroom, put them in their place. Tell them to shut up or get out. I like that idea. What do you think, Bob? I disagree. Why? I don't think the parents ought to be interrupting the educational process. Let the teachers teach and let the kids learn. When the educational process is garbage, you got to interrupt. You don't want your kids learning their crap they're teaching them, Bob. You don't want that. If you have concerns, go to the school board. <laughs> stay, stay out of the classroom. Get the heck out of the classroom. Don't disrupt the educational process. Go to the Board of Education. Go to the meeting. Have a discussion. They're all Marxists, too. <laughs> well, doesn't matter. No, there's not a single Marxist on the school board. <laughs> anywhere? You know better than that. Come on. I didn't say anywhere. Here. There's not a single Marxist on the school board here. Locally or in the country? What do you mean? Here. Locally. Oh, I'll even bet against that, Bob. I think you're wrong. But, hey, you know what? Before I go, Bob, I want to mention, you know, you got to love Bob from Vestal. I mean, he, he wears it all on his sleeve, Bob. He, he's very honest and open. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of funny. But, you know what? It could be worse, Bob. I mean, you could have a bunch of people calling in pretending they like you. Would that be better? I'm not complaining. <laughs> have you heard me complain? No, Bob, no. <laughs> you know, but it's, you know, for if 
if people like me, good. If people don't like me, good. Hey. No, if, if you are, the, the, you, I'll tell you what. The time that people all start to agree with the host, that's that's the time when you know that I finally have been replaced by AI. But I, I just received word it's not happening for another year. So maybe they can't afford AI. Maybe they just like the way the program's being conducted for whatever reason for another year. For better or worse, you can enjoy. You can enjoy live local information and conversation. I, 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 I just don't like the fact where he says, I quit listening. I, I don't want him to quit listening. I don't, I don't agree with a lot of stuff that's said on here, but I keep listening anyways because it's good for you. It's good for your mind. It's a fantastic uh, program. It's the it's most fantastic program. This is better than the Food Channel. This is better it's, than the Cartoon <laughs> Networks. But it's but it's good for it's good to bump heads. It's Bob. healthy. It's healthy. Yeah. Having a conversation keeps you young. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it keeps my heart and blood pressure young, but it, hey, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know, it gives you something to look forward to every morning, nine to noon. It's like clockwork. Right. Get your kids in the classroom to open their mouths. That's how we stopped. That's how we stopped the indoctrinations. No, no, don't. Yes. Tell your kids to sit back and listen, take notes, and then get good grades, and then they can they can become the leaders of tomorrow. No, no you mean that, you mean then they'll become uh, 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 activists. Yes, yes, they should become activists. Appreciate your call. Thank you so much. That is. The word from Vestal, making contemporary news. It's 1033, Wednesday morning live with your radio buddy, Bob Joseph, on WNBF. Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And this live segment is sponsored by KSO Insurance Solutions. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Bob. How doing? I'm doing well, and how are you? I am doing well also. Yes. Thank goodness. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a happy time of year and and people are uh, both looking back on the last year and also looking ahead to 2024 and also looking forward to getting together with family and friends over the next several days. Yeah, which is so nice, you know, just to be able to hopefully, you know, relax a little bit, enjoy your uh, company, enjoy your family and your friends, and uh, we're going to say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and all of that good stuff to... Um, your listeners and the people that listen to me and my clients and my staff and happy new year. And hopefully everybody has a peaceful, you know, peaceful, merry Christmas and happy holiday. And thank you for a great year. We will talk to you, Bob, next year. We are at 1708 Vestal Parkway East up above Plato's Closet and Style Encore. You can reach us several ways for an appointment. You can simply call us at 607-772-4898. You can also Google us at KSO Insurance. All of our contact information comes up. 
including our website, or you can just go to a phone book. We have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. And Bob, you have a Merry Christmas. You as well, Karen. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we will talk again very soon. We'll talk next year. Thank you. Okay, thank you. It's 1037. I'm Bob Joseph. It's Wednesday morning. You're listening to Binghamton Now. 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, WNBF.com. WNBF, Binghamton now, serving America. the phones we go it's tom and susquehanna good morning good morning bobby how you doing great, well, listen uh, congratulations uh, to uh dave and john they had two really great calls the only thing i have to say is that john should listen more and call up more and don't get so aggravated okay because uh, that's what we want to do let let everybody call up. If we agree with you, we don't. Most of us don't agree with you. I mean, Biden's problems are so much now that uh, you're going to say you're going to be on for another year. I think you're going to be on longer than Biden's going to be around. Could be. Could be. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Right now, I am looking forward, looking forward to January 20th, 2025, to be on the air as we look forward to the inauguration on that day because that's right because america america will choose the next president of the united states and america will make the right choice okay all right you know what bobby let me just switch topic just for a little bit but like the people out there get more people to call that don't agree with you and that will be everybody probably in your location up there uh, you know, they're talking about this Confederate monument down there. They're going to take it down. And they, some, uh, Eisenhower, when he went into the concentration camps after World War II, he told his photographer, take pictures of this. And the photographer said, why should I take pictures of this? What do you, what do you want me to do that for? Now, I never understood it until lately. You know, I, I read this years and years ago, but 
So Eisenhower said to him, you take pictures of this because there'll be some people who will deny it. And that's exactly what it is. They're going to have it down to where there's not going to be. You're going to, people are going to say, who are the Indians? We never heard of Indians. Uh, who would, you know, and they're going to say, what do you mean a civil war? We never had a civil war. This is, this is wokeness gone crazy. You know? And you have to, history is what it is. And the idea that you can offend somebody, these, these little snowflakes, they wouldn't stand up to anything. Look at them now. They're on TikTok in the military complaining. I joined the army. I was RA. And well, there you say, go. Oh, so thank uh, you for your service. Yeah, thank you for your service. And I, uh, I think if you're in the military, you have every right to complain. If, if uh, you're serving the country, you, of all people, should be able to express yourself freely without fear of any retaliation, without fear of punishment. Express what's on your mind. That's what makes America great. What am I fearing? Who's going to retaliate? They're not going to retaliate against me. And if they do, I'll retaliate against them. All right. Well, then we agree. Free speech is great. Exactly right. I mean, Bobby, you're, if everybody, it's got to be you, you should be defending that. I just did. You heard it live on the radio. I appreciate your call. Thank you, Tom. 1045, Matt from Binghamton. You're on the air. Hey, what a... Uh, pretty lively morning here. It's the best. You know, yeah, I'm looking back on the past year. It's like we saved the best for last. As we're wrapping up the year, we're getting, you know, all week. The first two days of the week were great programs. And looking at the first two hours today, this is great. Maybe we should have, I would love to have a, a um, you know, because all this arguments about what we teach in our schools. I did some tutoring not that long ago. And I can tell you that uh, mostly in social sciences and stuff, and, I can, and history and stuff like that. I can tell you the books they use are better than they used to be. No, they're, oh, they're great. They've made great progress. Can you uh, pick up your phone? You're, uh, we're having difficulty oh, hearing you on the, on the speaker. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yes. I'm sorry. So what I'm saying is, well, the question was, let's have a little trivia. Who put the statute, the Confederate statute, in... The, in the uh, National Monument, uh, uh, you know, in the National Cemetery. Who put it there and in what year? All right, who? It was Woodrow Wilson, who's, if you, and they don't teach this in school, you go look at Woodrow Wilson. He was one of the most reactionary, uh, back to the reconstruct. Uh, destroying Reconstructionist presidents ever. He, he's very, very racist man. Completely racist man. He was the one that put it in there. Wait, Woodrow Wilson was racist? Oh, yeah. Co well, yeah, then why, why is there a Wilson Street in Binghamton? Why is there a Wilson Avenue in Endwell? Why are they celebrating a president who was racist? Well, I don't know if those streets, well, cool. that's the problem is, you know, it's, it's, it's ironic that uh, the guy from, what is it, the guy from Susquehanna, he's a, I always enjoy hearing his call, but he was saying exactly the right things, but I think sometimes for the, you know, if he really thought about it, the whole reason people 
are up in arms about what we're teaching in schools is just not it's parents it's parents telling their kids like oh they're going to make you feel bad kids it's all going to backfire too because kids aren't going to be told what to learn and what not to learn they're going to be more they're going to want to learn the things that they're told they can't learn and they're going to you know it's People, we should be teaching real history. I can tell you that they don't teach that well. They don't go back into Woodrow Wilson uh, history and see how racist he was, how his policies were completely racist. And, and, and that's not taught in schools. And is that going to make some? That's, and, and then why in 1914, many years after the Civil War, did he put the Confederate monument in the National Cemetery. It wasn't like it was put right back after the Civil War. It was 1914, which is, that's uh, 40, you know, 54 years after, or, you know, not. Well, so who knows, like, say, if the next president becomes a dictator, even for a day, who knows what he would do in terms exactly. of putting in monuments I mean, at, people, at national cemeteries or at national parks? How many people know anything about Reconstruction? Reconstruction was... Uh, how much is it taught? And if you really, that's the topic we should be teaching, because after the Civil War, while we still had federal troops down south, there was tremendous progress, and African Americans were living great lives, becoming entrepreneurs, being able to vote, being voted into office. And then, because of, uh, the, you know, all the, because just what happened, all the people down south who still wanted to have dominion over black people and, and use them in, in, in their best capacity to have them work for cheap for them even after they were no longer slaves, they, there was all these deals made. They pulled the federal troops out of the south, and then we had 100 years of lynchings, of every kind of way, preventing people from voting, preventing people from being able to be citizens, and of course women were involved in that too up until the 1920s. That's our history. Why are people afraid of that history? Well, they shouldn't be afraid. They should focus on the history and learn more about the history of America and also convey this country's history, the good, the bad, and the ugly, to all young people so we can have future generations that will make better choices for everyone. Right, I agree. And I, I just hope that we should not be afraid because if we don't study our history, if we don't teach our kids our history, if we teach them that there's something, you know, that certain people are bad still. I mean, look, look, look at the times we're living in. Look at the, the former president saying what he's going to do if he's reelected. I mean, we are we are in a time when people really should pay attention. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a darn shame. Appreciate your call. Thank you. That's Matt from Binghamton, the former mayor, Matthew Ryan. It's ten fifty one WNBF with your patriotic host Bob Joseph. Jesse from Owego. Good morning. Ah, Jesse gave up. Oh, well, don't worry. We'll make more calls at 607-772-1290. We're just like that potato chip factory. We just never run out of material. On WNBF 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, and stay connected using the free WNBF app. Like.
way to go. Binghamton now, truly the way to go at News Radio WNBF. Sunny skies today with a high of 38. Right now in downtown Binghamton, it's 28 at WNBF. Back to the phones we go. Nikki from Johnson City. Good morning. You're on the air. Morning, Bob. Uh, I haven't been able to listen to the show in a while. Um, just wanted to know, what is your stance on Israel's handling of all of this, uh, Gaza and uh, Palestine? Well, I'm just waiting for peace. I'm waiting for peace to break out. I think everything that's happened since October 7th has been tragic. And as soon as the uh, opposing sides can sit down and um, cease hostilities and rebuild, rebuild a little bit of trust and, and hopefully usher in a peaceful 2024 uh, loss of life and the injuries and the people being held hostage, it's, it's deplorable. It's just deplorable. The whole... The whole thing, everything that's transpired since October 7th is shocking and totally unacceptable. I just, um, you know, I, I thought about uh, Israel's Iron Dome defense. And uh, as far as my knowledge, they're the only country that has this up and running. And I just firmly believe this is like David and Goliath. Um, you know, a small percentage of these missiles are actually landing in Israel. And there is such a drastic comparison to the death from Israel to Gaza. And I just feel like Israel is waging war on Hamas, which really is something I believe is indefinite. I mean, you can't say there's a number of Hamas militants that we're going to, to take out. There's not a specific headquarters, as they say, for Hamas. Even if they did hit a headquarter, there's still more Hamas militants. I feel like, you know, it's almost similar to like Reagan's war on drugs. I mean, how can you wage war on something that's kind of indefinite? Well, it's kind of like the U.S. war on terror. I don't see that it's ever going to end. I don't see how. I don't see the end game. Appreciate your call. It's 1058 at WNBF. Jesse, oh no, Jesse uh, gave up. Bill from Centennial, Colorado. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. Uh, all right, so I was, uh, I heard about Hoko uh, signing a bill about repar reparations for blacks. And I think that's going to bring a civil war. Uh, you know, all these illegals are going to be, uh, they're going to qualify for this reparation. All these mm, illegals. No, actually, no, they won't. Uh, and this is the start of a study. It's supposed to be a one-year study on racial justice in New York. So it, it's, it, it will, it, 
the people who are coming to the United States now are not going to be eligible for rep- reparations as as it currently stands. Well, as it currently stands, but it will. They want to give them driver's licenses. They want them to get Social Security. And there's already cities like Atlanta. They're paying, like, I don't know if it's like $500, $800 a month. And in order to get that, you have to be a black woman. No, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look into that. I hadn't heard about it, but I'll do some research. Appreciate your call. It's the story from Colorado, home of America's favorite Supreme Court. Making contemporary news this week. Another hour coming right up. I'm Bob Joseph on WNBF. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF News. Mostly sunny today, high near 38. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 25. Thursday will be mostly sunny with a high near 35. One of Pennsylvania's leading natural gas companies is poised to drill and frack in the rural community where it was banned for a dozen years for polluting the water supply. Terra Energy Incorporated has won permission from state environmental regulators to drill 11 gas wells underneath a nine-square-mile rectangle in Dimmick Township. The tiny crossroads in northeastern Pennsylvania once found itself in the middle of a national debate over fracking. Some landowners can't wait for the Houston-based drilling giant to resume gas production. Other residents dread the industry's return. The parking crunch around the Boscov store in downtown Binghamton won't be going away anytime soon. Pike Development had been on track to complete construction of a new parking garage by the end of next summer. Work on the project, including some pile driving for the future structure, continued through mid-October when it was halted. Mayor Jared Cram said a very ambitious plan has been, had been for the site of the old parking ramp, which was demolished last year. The plan called for construction of a new garage with an apartment complex to be built above the parking structure. Graham said the overall project was put at risk when the City Board Board of Education rejected a proposed tax break that was part of a complex financing package. The mayor told WNBF News while it was not possible for the original project to move forward, the city is proceeding with plans to construct a parking garage. Graham said the city has signed a contract with the company to provide the precast concrete section for the structure. He said the garage will be designed in a way to permit a private developer to build housing above it in the future. The mayor said he expects work on the parking facility to resume sometime next spring. Utility crews are working to restore power to hundreds of thousands of customers in Maine and some rivers continue to rise following a powerful storm that hit the northeastern U.S. At least five people were killed, many communities were saturated by rainfall, and a New Hampshire town rescued 17 people from flooding, four by helicopter. Some towns in Vermont, which had suffered major flooding from the storm in July, were seeing more flood damage when gusts reached over 60 miles per hour in some areas. Maine Governor Janet Mills declared a civil state of emergency for most of that state. Recently, law enforcement in New York has seen a rise in scam-related calls, specifically the grandparent scam, and now they're warning New Yorkers to pay close attention. 
In the grandparent scam, the caller claims to be a distressed relative, often a grandchild, who needs immediate financial help due to a car accident or an arrest. Seniors are particularly vulnerable to these family emergency scams, making it extremely important for everyone to be aware of the tactics used by scammers and learn how to safeguard themselves and their loved ones. The grandparent scam begins with a phone call from someone pretending to be a distressed relative. The urgency of the situation might be heightened to prompt quick action. It's important to remember that scammers are behind these calls, and once the money is sent, it's gone forever. People who call the phone number for BJ's Wholesale Club at the Oakdale Commons are being advised the Johnson City store is now open weeknights until 10. The only problem with that guidance is that the new store is closed and won't actually open for another month. The recorded message detailing the store hours starts with January 12th and provides information into January. The message fails to mention that the Oakdale Commons location isn't scheduled to open until January 26th of 2024. The 99,000-square-foot BJ's Wholesale Club store will be located in a new building that was constructed on the east side of the retail complex. It occupies a space off Reynolds Road that had been home to the Bonton store until 2018. This will be the first time gas will be sold at what had been the Oakdale Mall. A 2021 federal raid on Rudy Giuliani's home and office was spurred by suspicions that the former New York City mayor had illegally acted as a foreign agent by seeking the removal of the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine at the request of Ukrainian officials. That's according to documents made public on Tuesday. The documents shed new light on the since-concluded investigation into Giuliani's involvement with Ukrainian figures in the run-up to the 2020 presidential election. Giuliani, a longtime ally of former President Donald Trump, was never charged with a crime as the result of the inquiry. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF. News Radio 1290 WNBF. I'm Joseph Binghamton now with the most calls in America, live and local on WNBF. Chris in Binghamton, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, almost afternoon. Uh, so I, the only reason why I'm calling is I heard uh, Matt Ryan on uh, on the on the horn here, and he said uh, something that brought to my attention about the federal statue that's being removed. Uh, you know, the, everybody wants to remove history, but I don't understand. People don't understand the history of it. You know, the history of racism. The Ku Klux Klan all results in the Southern Democratic Party in itself. They are the ones who sewn the sheets that they cloaked on their back, the hoods that they put over their head. 
All right, that is the Democratic Party in itself. The Republican Party was founded for the eradication of. So what happened along the way? Where where did uh, the GOP go off the tracks? I, I'm not sure whether this is how I look at it. You know, my mom asked me the same question is, I don't know, mom, maybe, maybe they went behind a White House and just exchanged white cokes and hoods. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense because when you see the way the two major parties are set up in 2023 certainly gives you the, the impression that that something is is drastically wrong with with each party. Right, I, I realize this, and I mean, I look no further. Well, what what can we do to get the Republicans and Democrats to start behaving better? I don't know. I look no further than than Joe Biden himself. You know, he he was the the he he read the eulogy to the grand cyclops of the Ku Klux Klan at his at his funeral. Well, I don't know. It's it's a it's a shame. I think I think it's time for Democrats and Republicans to start showing uh, some leadership and. Try to, um, I don't know, unite the country. That'd be nice for a change. What is the Grand Cyclops? Would he be just have a single hole in the front of his hood? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure it's on the Internet. Appreciate your call. Thanks, Chris. It's 1113 at WNBF. Jesse in Owego. You're on the air. Hey, Bob. So you are renewed for another year? I'm renewed for... Infinity, indefinitely. Oh. All In right, fact, you know what? What, what, you could, what you could foresee eventually, because the way things are trending, eventually rebranding Bob 1290, Bob 92.1, WBOB.org. You see what I'm saying? I see, I I, I see a trend here where, where the station will never, will never lose sight of our roots and will always cherish the call letters WNBF, but I just see the way things are going here. It can only ultimately lead up to one thing, and I think you know what I mean. Yes, and, and by, by the way, we're doing a test run on uh, WNBF+. Plus. What are you going to do with that wall in front of you? It's <laughs> something we're going to address very, very early in the new year. There will be <laughs> there will be some changes. Okay. Binghamton now is where the rubber meets the road. And I hope whether people agree or disagree, please just call in and enjoy the show because you will never ever beat live and local broadcasting. And please don't take it for granted because everything comes to an end sooner or later. I I know. What if what if the show gets bought out by Gannett? Then we're totally oh, we're totally yeah. out of luck. But I don't think it's gonna because Gannett has no interest in radio, and for that I I am grateful. They they want to uh, focus their energy on the nation's great newspapers, and I commend them for staying in their oh. lane. I was going to give one of your listeners advice, and I think he knows who he is. Warren Zevon said, and lawyers, guns, and money, because I'm heading to Honduras. <laughs> Thank you. That's the story from Owego, making contemporary news. Hmm. It's 1115. 
And you know, it's 10.15 in Chicago. And furthermore, you know, it's 9.15 in Littleton, Colorado. And, believe it or not, it's 8.15 in San Francisco. We cover it all. Many, many time zones. There are many more, too. There are 20 other time zones where you could hear us. But we don't have all day to give the time for everybody on the planet. 607-772-1290 is the number if you'd like to talk on Binghamton Now. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Reserve your new Toyota at Galt Toyota. Here it's Joseph uh, offering the reassurance. Baby, it's all right now. All right here at WNBF coming up at noon. Dan Bongino, 3 o'clock. Sean Hannity, 6 o'clock. Mark Levin, we have you covered. If you can find a better lineup than that, go ahead and buy it. But don't bother shopping around because you're not going to find a better lineup than what we have right here. We start the talk lineup every morning. Nine o'clock to noon with the Binghamton Now program because as my good friend Casey of the Sunshine Band once said, that's the way we like it. Back to the phone. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Vinny from Binghamton. Hey, um, Bob, you know, can I tell you the thing I do hate about this show? <laughs> this is what I hate. I hate when I want to come on and talk about one subject, but other callers come in and say something something different. Like, oh, I want, I've got something to say about that. And another caller comes in and I'm going this way and I'm going. It gets confusing. I want to say something about everything. That's the one thing I hate about that this show. But I think that's a good thing. Because we have some of the best topicality in the world. I exactly. You know, I um, I heard, uh, I think it was Dave, talking about how we should have our people, our kids, going to these schools and demand this and that and this and that. Now, you know, <laughs> I swear, they, these are the same ones that you call lazy bums, sitting home, watching video games instead of getting out in the job. These are the people you want to go and tell the teachers what to do? No, no. What these kids should be learning is responsibility showing up to school to sit there and listen to the teachers 
You'll be able to make, as you get older and get to meet people and get out in this world, you will be able to make your good decisions. But you've got to have a starting place because you want to have these kids to be respectful, responsible, and treat people the way they want to be treated. So they don't grow up to be disrespectful, rotten, and call into talk shows and blast the commentator or the the, the, the host. You don't want young kids to do that. You want to be respectful. And, uh, you know, and when they hear this, they don't find it amusing because I don't find it amusing. I think it's rotten. I think it's disrespectful. But of course, that's my opinion. So, you know, that's that's what we have to do. We've got to get these people, these young kids, our, our family. And it starts right with our families, being respectful to one another. It, it starts there. And as far as uh, Matt Ryan calling about history, it is. It, 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 he's, he's hit it right on the, on the head. It's about history. We need to, um, uh, and I've seen these history books too, these new ones. They are. They, there's so much more. But history, every day, Bob, it gets deeper, wider, and longer. There are so many things that have happened in our country that we need to understand. You know, I, uh, I was talking with some friends the other day, and uh, we were talking about history and stuff like that. And I said, you know, if there's one part on history when it comes to um, different groups, I wish we could talk more about Jim Crow because that happened right after slavery. I wish we could talk more about Jim Crow or as they like to talk about it today, James Crow Esquire and how that affected so many things, so many things. I know we're talking about removing this thing from the, 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 uh, um, the statue from uh, down there in Washington. I, I heard somebody call in about, um, you know, trying to get rid of history. History is, is a lot more than statues, guys. It's a lot more. And if we're able to talk about it, I think that, you know, that, that it'll, it'll be better. You know, and as far as reparations, my personal uh, 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 opinion, our government can't print enough money to, re- to, to reward of African-Americans. It can't print enough. You no, know, Kathy, you can, you know, our governor, you can do as much as you want to, but no, 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 you can't print enough. Now, the Japanese in tournament camps, they got theirs. They got reparations. Okay? So, no, it's been too long. There's not enough money to be printed. And no, no. Even over in Germany, in Germany, they've taken down every statue that has anything to do with Hitler. Helping some of those people. That were in those uh, uh, concentration camps, the, the um, in-laws and relatives and stuff like that. You can read about this. You can pick it up on your phone and read all about this stuff. Yeah, people should start um, embracing history, not so they can repeat it, so they can learn from history, whether it's American history or history elsewhere. Time to study and learn and reflect. Thanks for your call. 1125, I'm Bob Joseph. What we do here is we take phone calls. Occasionally we have some guests. But the bottom line is this program will teach you a few things every day, even if you can listen for only 10 or 15 minutes. 
You're always going to learn something on this program. That's what it's about. 607-772-1290. Binghamton now on WNBF. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Today starts a process of taking the veil off of northern inequality and saying we must repair the damage and it can be an example for this nation. Reverend Al Sharpton speaking after Governor Kathy Hochul announced that she had signed a bill creating a committee dedicated to studying reparations for the state's black residents. That legislation had been passed earlier this year, and so there will be a study starting soon, and that study expected to take a year to look at all of the issues involved with possible reparations. Slavery was legal in New York State until it was finally abolished in 1827. So it was less than 200 years ago where slavery was still legal in the Empire State. Back to the phones we go. Jonah, we go. Good morning. You're on the air. Hi. I am having a, a bit of a conflict. I'm looking outside and my lawn looks like it ought to be mowed possibly because I think the temperatures are warmer than they have been in the significant past. My question for those who are sponsors of climate change, uh, does this mean that the carbon dioxide content of our atmosphere in this locale is up significantly at this time of the year? If someone can provide the information about the changes in concentration of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere on a local basis, I would appreciate being able to talk to them and if they would share it with me because with the enthusiasm there is for determining that carbon dioxide is responsible for the climate change, I think the numbers should be there to allow us to draw a legitimate conclusion about what's going on. And I thank any member of the listening audience that can help me clarify the issue. Thank you very much and have a Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. And by the way, speaking of carbon dioxide, uh, the carbonated part of the Coca-Cola that everybody is drinking is purified carbon dioxide. So there's another thing. Uh, when we discuss carbon dioxide a lot, of carbon dioxide is in the, the soda that you might be drinking, so never lose sight of that. In fact, there's a company where they actually put the um, Coke into the bottles, and now they, that company is using a new system to recover the carbon dioxide at its facility. And they say it's um, a project on Long Island 
It's now under construction. It's notable because it'll capture carbon dioxide during production to carbonate beverages, including the delicious Coke and the delicious Sprite and Fanta. So when it comes to carbon dioxide, always remember when you're drinking a carbonated beverage, there it is in the bottle or the can. So just food for thought. 11.32, more calls coming up right here on a Wednesday morning. Bob Joseph on WNBF. Eleven thirty four live and local Bob Joseph at the controls right here in Binghamton, New York. Selena in Binghamton. Good morning, you're on the air. Good morning, Bob. Merry Christmas. I can relate to the last caller. Five days ago, it was the first time I had to cut my grass in my entire lifetime. What's going on? I think something uh, strange is happening with the weather. You know, it didn't used to be this way. Did someone break the weather machine or something? I think it's been broken for the last few years. I've been making that <laughs> assertion, and I think every day, every day we see further proof that the weather machine is completely, excuse the expression, on the fritz. Yeah, I think it is because all the decades I've been alive, I've never cut my grass in the month of December. It's outrageous. This is outrageous. If we have to mow our lawns year-round... I want uh, Joe Biden to send me uh, a check to pay for the gasoline. I don't have yeah, that. So kind, I, I don't have that kind of money. And I, I want uh, the synthetic oil paid for too for my tractor. <laughs> yeah, and I, I want Elon Musk to send me an electric autonomous lawnmower so yeah, I can well, set it out there and <laughs> and be sitting on the deck drinking an ice cold moxie. Well, the temperature in, in December, you know, the way it's going on, on uh, New Year's Eve, the temperature is going to be about 63 degrees. I'll be sitting out there with the dogs and, and the self-mowing Tesla machine will be there. And because it's electric, it'll be perfectly quiet. Yeah, but you plug more electric recharging into the infrastructure, it'll cause more pollution because the generators will have to work overtime. That's right. That's absolutely right. It's a catch-22. Look at Christmas Day. It's going to be 50. Oh, my gosh. And what will St. Nick do? But most importantly, Rudolph. Rudolph well, well, and the I sleigh. I are going to have to get one of those uh, Sherman tanks to go up and down. <laughs> <laughs> you can borrow it from the sheriff's office. Hope you have a great day. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking my call. Thanks. <laughs> I've got some military surplus vehicles for St. Nick. And his crew, if you know what I mean. Hi, WNBF, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Oh, this is DJ at Binghamton. How you doing, Bob? Good. Well, I heard you mention the former guy a couple minutes ago, Joe Biden, uh, who, who will be the former guy next November 24. And I, I didn't catch what you said. But Brother Nature has clearly ripped us off because we have no snow. Other places have gotten three feet. If that rain was snow, we would have had a few feet. That would have been nice for Happy New Year's. But uh, as you know, I celebrate Hanukkah, not Christmas, because that's the celebration that Jesus celebrated. And I, 
stopped doing Christmas when I found out about all the Wiccan and earth worshiping roots. So anyway, what'd you just, what'd you say that made Bob from Vestal so mad at you again? Give, give that guy some health problems again. Mm. Nothing. I'm just telling the truth. You know, the truth shall set you free, but not everybody's system is set up to handle the truth. Uh, but I operate, well, well, I operate on the premise that most of our listeners, well over 80% of our listeners, are able to handle the truth. So if I broadcast the truth, I can't be held responsible for 20% or so of the people who are, for whatever reason. I mean, it could be hereditary. It could be just temporary. If you can't handle the truth, you may not be able to handle this program. Tune to the Quiet Islands. Well, Bob, the thing is, you know, I kind of said this once before, probably a little nicer than I, and I just want to tell you, it's not, not you. I know you want to make a good show. You want people to call up, but you're, you aggravate to the point of disrespectful. You were, it was very disrespectful this morning. And then multiple people have asked you to not call former president Trump, former guy. What, the former guy who lives at uh, some sort of estate in Florida? Hey, he is the former guy. I didn't fire him. They feel it's disrespecting him. I can't help it that he's the former guy. He's the USA's former guy. Andrew Cuomo is New York State's former guy. There's no shame in being a former guy if you have to leave early because you're under fire. I would never wish this on anybody, and I hope it doesn't happen. But, brother, the way these people are calling up, it sounds like you're setting yourself up for an attack. Well, that's, you know, anybody who behaves irresponsibly is going to be held accountable. Everybody is responsible for his or her own actions. So if, if you do something that's irresponsible, trust me. There'll be a price to pay. System here in this country is not perfect. But if you do something to harm anyone, be prepared for the consequences. It's 1140 at WNBF. This is Bob Joseph. The truth shall set you free. Whether you're a former guy or a current guy. We're here for everyone. All 8 billion people on the planet can gather around the radio. Hi, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hi, Bob. This is Martin. Long time no talk. How you been? Yeah. Hey, thanks. How are things in the ward? Um, good, quiet, clean, um, peaceful, you know. You know, I drive through your neighborhood many, many times a week through the first ward, and I, I, I just love it. I, I think... I think the uh, the homes uh, in the first were just so beautiful, and it just—I don't know—it's there's there's a, a history there. I've never lived in the first ward, but I just have um, a special feeling when I I drive through. And again, may not be every day, but I I would say at least um, two or three times a week. So I'm I'm glad that you're checking in. How are things overall? That's good. You know, there was kind of like an unwritten law that in the like for the summer, cutting the grass and everything else, it was like the oldest person in the house had to do it, you know, which kind of 
Cup of, Cup of Young. I remember seeing <laughs> That's the, right. Yeah. Seeing uh, Irene across the street out there. I mean, they're so meticulous to cutting with trimmers right between the rocks and everything. It's my my God, you know. But anyway, um, I called, uh, well, two things. DJ made me think about something else. Two about uh, all these Christians and everything else. And also talking about what Ron said yesterday. He used a perfect adjective to describe the former guy. But, you know, they... Christians or anything else, they've been bamboozled by that guy to believe that this guy is really a Christian and cares about them. I mean, you know, it's just about their vote, you know, and it's about his base. But, you know, that's uh, part A. The other part is I want to give kudos to um, the Colorado Supreme Court for their decision. And, you know, it's not something they they quickly did. They reviewed over a thousand pages of testimony and um, the video and the tapes, which are self-explanatory. And, you know, the Republicans are always screaming about states' rights, states' rights. And so this is a state right. This is what they did. And we'll see um, when this goes to the Supreme Court, uh, what direction this country might be heading in on their on their decision um you know and um it it'll um be a a metaphor for you know we're supposed to be a free country and abide by the constitution and then if they go against us about the state's rights then you know it's gonna prove that you know that we're screwed with this upcoming with the Supreme Court and also with their Roe versus Wade decision, which went against about two thirds of the people's um, view that what what Roe versus Wade should be. So, uh, you know, kudos to the Colorado Supreme Court. And yeah, be- yeah, I, I was I was uh, somewhat surprised that they had that kind of courage. I didn't I didn't necessarily expect that the Colorado Supreme Court would take that action. Of course, it was also, as as some uh, viewers have pointed out, it was also based on a case brought by Republicans, not Democrats. Republicans did this. Uh, but I didn't know that. But, you know, it's like um, Republicans also might cry, well, it's a Democratic governor and Democratic uh, Supreme Court and everything else. But that is a, a Trump card, excuse me, uh, pun there, but, you know, it, it was brought by them. And also, um, the, the year was ending, and kudos also to that congressman, a Republican congressman, who was emphatically screaming to the, his members, Republican, give me one thing that I can take back to my people. What did we do for our people? Give me one thing, can you please? And there's nothing. There's nothing. All they're doing is just screaming about amongst themselves and at the Democrats and it's just about power. That's all it's about, Bob. They just care about the power. They're they're not doing anything. They're not putting any health care bill. You know, the Republicans a long time ago were and Trump they're all talking about him before him. Uh get rid of Obamacare, get Obamacare, okay? We have a plan. We have a plan. Boom. Uh, Trump comes in. No plan. They have nothing. You know? So it's just about themselves and blatant power. Well, you know, they maybe they'll learn some lessons from all this. You know, everything can be a learning experience. You can take even the worst situation where you made mistakes and potentially you can learn from it and become better, become stronger. 
and do good things in the future. So that's that's certainly something to look forward to. Appreciate your call. I hope you have a great day. Yeah, thank you, Bob. 1146 at WNBF. And it is a sad day. And I heard this the first thing in the morning when I woke up and the, the news comes on. Because that's how I wake up. <laughs> the news comes on and the first thing I heard on the news was um, Chopper 6. Uh, belonging to Action News in Philadelphia. Chopper 6 had crashed last night, and the pilot and photographer on Chopper 6, Philadelphia Action News, it went down, and um, it's it's unspeakably sad. And, of course, journalists cover tragedies every day. It's, it's just... Uh, it's... Just a real shame. I'm going to play a, a little clip. This is uh, a clip from the website for Action News in Philadelphia. Uh, they brand themselves as 6ABC, but they have been known as Action News in Philadelphia for well over half a century. They're just uh, an amazing local news operation. And Chopper 6 has always been part of the news gathering um, that they do in Philadelphia. They don't own the helicopter. They lease it. And they've had a relationship with the company that owned the helicopter. It was a Eurocopter uh, that crashed around 8 o'clock last night. Here's uh, a report from just a short time ago from 6ABC Action News reporting on um, a, a loss that really, really hit home breaking day here at Action News as we continue to follow the crash of our Chopper 6. Absolutely tragic. Two crew members and members of our 6ABC family were both on assignment and they never made it home last night. They died when Chopper 6 went down in a remote area of Washington Township, New Jersey, while returning from an assignment on the Jersey Shore. Action News reporter Trish Hartman is near the scene with what we're learning today. Just a heartbreaking morning. Two members of our team were in Chopper 6 when it went down last night. The photographer and pilot died in the crash. Investigators from the National Transportation Safety Board and the FAA are investigating. The FAA initially arrived around 3.15 this morning, but they had to wait for daylight before they could continue. Due to the remote location of the scene and the limited visibility, it was determined at that point that the investigation will be suspended until sometime after daybreak. A helicopter from a fellow Philadelphia station captured video of the wreckage and the debris in the heavily wooded area of Wharton State Forest. Now investigators will try to determine the cause of the crash. Last night, a pilot and photographer were on board Chopper 6 flying back from an assignment in the Galloway Township area around 8 p.m. New Jersey State Park Police received a call around 10.50 p.m. about the missing helicopter around midnight. A New Jersey State Park police officer located the debris and secured the area. We are not yet releasing the names of the photographer and the pilot. The helicopter was a 2013 American Eurocopter AS350A Star. 6ABC leases Chopper 6 from U.S. Helicopters Incorporated based in North Carolina. They have a long history with our station and have been working as part of the Action News team for years. We do know that U.S. helicopter has been in touch with the families. Chopper 6 and those who fly in it play an essential role in our news gathering operation. They can access areas that are difficult to reach by ground, giving us everything from weather and beauty shots to traffic delays and valuable 
breaking news information. All of us here at 6ABC are in shock and we are heartbroken for the families. We will continue to bring you information on this developing story as we get them. Reporting in Chemung Township, New Jersey, Trish Hartman, Channel 6 Action News. And of course, we echo all of Trisha's sentiments there. Yeah. This has been a really, really gut-wrenching uh, few hours and overnight and morning here at 6ABC. And we just want to thank all of you for all of your kind words, your condolences, and all of the support. And of course, as Action News learns more about the tragic crash of, crash of Chopper 6, yeah. we'll continue to bring it to you on air and on our 6ABC app. As and that was how they uh, covered a story that obviously affected Everybody in the newsroom, everybody with the station, everybody in Philadelphia news, and I, I would say everybody just who's a journalist, broadcast journalist or whatever in this country, um, most of the time, most people involved in journalism are okay. Uh, sometimes people get hurt. Sometimes, of course, people are threatened. Um, even today, I went to a story early this morning in a situation that uh, seemed somewhat tenuous. You'll hear more about that later today. But uh, no matter what you do, whether you're traveling to a news story by car or in the case in, in some of the bigger cities uh, where they employ helicopters, there can be a risk. There can be a risk. And... As we've discussed so often on this program this year, fewer and fewer people every day are involved in actual journalism in this country. And sometimes there, there are some risks associated with it at times. And then a, a situation like this happens and and sadly there are too many crashes of helicopters that are used by tv stations i haven't done a lot of research on on the the rate of crashes um sometimes it appears that helicopters are are crashing because they're being used in bad weather or under circumstances where they shouldn't be flying sometimes i think um, even today, with fewer helicopters in the air, there's, there's some sort of competitive pressure. I don't think that was the case last night. Based on what I've been told, the weather conditions at the time of the crash in New Jersey were probably very calm, clear skies. I don't believe there was any precipitation. So who knows? Could have been a mechanical problem, could have been... Um, pilot-related. At this point, we just don't know, and we may not know, because these crash investigations with the NTSB and other authorities can sometimes take several months. Sometimes conclusions don't emerge for about a year, maybe longer. So at this point, it's impossible to know what caused that Chopper 6 crash went down in a wooded area they were heading back to Philadelphia last night after uh, an assignment, and the crash scene wasn't located for nearly four hours. And so uh, 
we send our condolences to the people uh, directly and indirectly affected by the crash and the, the loss of two people who were involved with news operations with uh, Channel 6. The station, WPVI-TV, is owned by ABC. My recollection was that station many years ago was uh, part of the same ownership group that owned our station, WNBF, back when it was Triangle Publications, because back then it was WFIL-TV, Channel 6. They had Action News. WNBF Radio, AM and FM and TV, were part of that ownership group when our operations were at 50 Front Street. And... You may recall, if you're old enough, you may recall Action News on Channel 12 when it was WNBF-TV and then later WBNG-TV. Well, Action News, the graphics and the initial music on Action News in Binghamton were identical to the graphics and the music first used by Action News in Philadelphia when Channel 6 was WFIL. So, obviously... The stations here in Binghamton, the TV and radio stations, are no longer tied in with 6ABC, which is now WPVI-TV, which is by far the, the most popular TV news operation, as they say, in the Delaware Valley. And, you know, they have a, a remarkable news operation. They cover... Uh, Philadelphia and New Jersey. They cover a wide geographic area. But uh, just thinking about people who, that pilot and photographer, were probably just on their way back from a fairly routine assignment and then something went horribly wrong with the crash of that helicopter chopper, chopper six last night. I'm Bob Joseph. Thank you for joining us this morning. I appreciate it. We will be back tomorrow morning from 9 to noon for another edition of Binghamton Now on WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Have you Googled yourself lately? Are there negative posts from an ex employee or from a former client? Maybe an outdated news article or sensitive personal information about your family? Search engines don't always get it right. For right or wrong, it's your reputation on the line. That's where Reputation Defender by Norton comes in. One of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. Reputation Defender has been fixing people's search results for over 15 years. Their cutting-edge approaches help you to wipe away unwanted information in your search results. They also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, helping you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. Take control with Reputation Defender. You can start by getting your free Reputation Report Card at reputationdefender.com or call 800-401-6681 to speak to an expert. That's 800-401-6681.